Welcome to The Accurate Perspective, a podcast on local politics in Yakima. We take politics to a whole new level. Factual reporting, sources you can trust, and best of all, no BS. Unlike other news organizations, we won't mislead you or manipulate the news to our advantage. It's facts first, and the truth shall set you free. Join our hosts, Matt Brown and Dave Mullen, as we do what we do best. And that's dunk on all our competitors. Well, guys, welcome back to the Accurate Perspective podcast. This is episode 23. Guys, it has been a long, 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 long time um, since we have been back. Uh, First, I want to apologize for being so, so far removed from our last episode. It's not because we didn't try, right, Hannah? We we tried really hard to actually get an episode put together um we actually had filmed four different episodes before this episode but because technology somehow hated us so badly um <laughs> we 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 never got those to production so yeah. this is now our fifth attempt at episode 23 there must be some sort of weird juju with episode 23 but we're gonna press through and just get this done because our other co-host dave um, got an emergency client downtime or whatever for his work, his actual day job. So he got called away right literally five minutes before filming. So we're going to press through because, dang it, we want to get through this episode 23 curse um, that is happening. <laughs> so um, anyways, guys, thanks for hanging in there with us. We're excited to be back, but there has been a lot of things going on. Um, and sadly we haven't been able to report all of it, but there has been a lot of stuff happening. Hannah, what, what's, what's been going on? Um, so one of the things that, um, well, first off, let's start with the initiatives this year, right? Um, there is going to be another initiative process this year, like last year. I think we've learned a lot of lessons from last year. So we're reducing the number of initiatives down to five. Uh, and we're also, Um, working on doing paid gatherers this year. So it's going to be a super successful year. I foresee this being one of the biggest things that will happen in 2023 in Washington state. Yeah. So like last year we did, there was 11 initiatives, weren't there? Is that what you were saying? Yeah. So I remember because I ran a small segment at the, um, at the fair here in Yakima and we set up like, gosh, I don't know, like 12 tables for initiatives. Yeah. And, and I was at, at the end, of it, I was like, this is far too many initiatives. <laughs> if we, if we get one through the finish line, I will be impressed. Um, yes. well, considering and I don't think we did. How, <laughs> considering how many initiatives we had, the reality is we did really, really well. The issue is just we had too many, but the turnout was phenomenal. And I think we'll have an equal amount of turnout this year, if not more. And then now that we have a system in place with paid gatherers, we're going to cross that finish line. It's going to be pretty awesome. And then I know I know a couple of the initiatives is the hard drugs. We're going to keep that in there and police pursuit because that's even more important. We saw that um, there was a watered down version. Did that end up passing the house? Matt, do you remember? Um, it, I think it, yeah, uh, well, no, I don't know actually if it's actually passed the house yet. Um, I think, it, I think it didn't it die moved, in committee. No, it, it moved out of, so the Senate pulled the bill off oh, the floor right. of the house, voted it out of the Senate before, um, D-Day of Bill Day, <laughs> right. basically. Right. Um, 
And so it, it lived. I don't. I haven't followed it since then. I'm not sure if it's now dead, um, but I know it, it, it made it past the deadline. That's right. And it was, unfortunately, nothing. It was so watered down. Actually, I've got it right here, believe it or not. We put it in the paper. Um, it was just so watered down, though. It didn't matter. It didn't mean anything. And so it's really important to get that initiative going again this year because uh, when you look at especially the death of that child from them not being able to pursue it's just tragic we are seeing way too many deaths in this state too much crime theft smash and grabs with no ability to pursue them at all yeah i mean if you look at i was just reading a stat yesterday that the um car thefts have gone up i mean we're now third in the nation for car thefts washington state is um, we, since I think it was like since 2020 to now, we've actually doubled the amount of car thefts that have happened inside Washington state. Um, so because oftentimes, um, in car thefts prior to the pursuit law, uh, they were actually able to pursue if they thought someone had stolen a car. Well, they're, they're not able to do that now. Um, so yeah, it's been interesting, it, you know, and. There was a lot of drama with that piece too, because there was uh, someone, uh, the kids that passed away here in Yakima, actually in Sunnyside, um, is is where the Washington State Patrol did not pursue, and the and then the kids, in the car ended up wrecking. It was a really, it was a really tragic deal. Um, a lot of, a lot of hurt, I would say, in the community over this. Um, a lot of the pieces that I think the West side or Olympia doesn't understand is that, um, these are, these are, this is not just made up things anymore. You know, uh, I, I feel like legislators like to use this all the time where they like, well, you know, this is, we're going to try this out. And you know, that's, that's just, that's not real data. <laughs> that's not real. Right. And, and this actually happened during that time that they were talking about the pursuit, uh, bill and, and still, it did not get out of, uh, get off the house floor at that time. So, um, in the watered down version, I know Brandy Cruz was pretty fired up about, about all that. And, um, she actually says she's going to try to donate her time and effort and money to try to figure out how to beat this thing over the next two years. So, and it was house uh, bill 1363 was the one, and I'm kind of looking at these bills that passed, um, passed through that deadline. And some of the ones that I think we should really be keeping an eye on also is um, House Bill 1181 would add a climate change element to the Growth Management Act and require policies to reduce vehicle miles traveled. I'd be very interested to see how they're going to reduce how many miles you travel. Um, it, I just and those those three gun gun ones, uh, 5078 and so on, and so forth, uh, 1240, they passed. Yep. Yep. It's it's pretty bad. The ones that died were all great bills in my mind. Uh, Although I will, I will say though we 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 have to celebrate something. One of the things that this podcast covered um, back in January was the domestic violent extremism um, uh, report that the attorney general's office put out, and thirteen thirty three. The bill there was a sub. There was a bill that came out after that report, and it was HB 1333. Uh, we wrote an article on it. We were actually one of the first groups to actually publish an article on it, kind of sounding the alarm, and then everybody just kind of 
you know, went yeah, all the way up the food chain. So. Um, that bill died. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it did not pass House of Origin bill or date. Um, and so it, it died. And um, at least for this year, we're still on life support, but it's dead. <laughs> it's not, it's not going to be brought back up into session. Um, which that, that is a win that, that was a win for everyone. Not, not, you know, people like to say, oh, that's just conservative being crazy. No, actually, if you no. read the bill and you go through it, you, you should be terrified on both sides of the aisle of what that thing was talking about. Um, it's just not good. So exactly both sides of the aisle, that bill wasn't, in my opinion, that bill wasn't directly aimed at conservatives. It was directly aimed at uh, anybody who could be perceived as extreme on any side. And that's, right. that's big. It's a big deal. Yeah. So, all right. So switching gears a little bit, some more stuff that we missed in the last, however long we've been gone. Um, so what, what is going on with some of this election Rico uh, investigation type of stuff that's happening? That's a fun little rabbit hole. I actually don't know much on it. I've just been getting texts and things. Um, I believe Bill Brooks sent out something today on how they had discovered there were not employed people in these rural counties like Clallam County that were donating up to 6,327 times to Act Blue. Um, and so this theory that they were they were using some sort of AI software throughout all these small counties across the state of Washington to make these several thousand small donations into these um, races was a way to bolster what looked like their small donations from regular people. Um, it's a fascinating rabbit trail to follow. It's absolutely right in the ballpark of what we're talking about, how Washington state manipulates things and they always have, and they always will until we can find a way to stop it. Um, yeah, well, you know, we'll put the article, we'll put the article in our show notes because it is a lot to kind of dissect here. But one of the things I thought was interesting, so like act blue, which is basically the Democrat uh, funding mechanism. Yes. Uh, Republicans have red win or win red. Win red. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dyslexic apparently. Um, win red. Um, and uh, but it, it was kind of amazing to me because I like the six thousand three hundred twenty-seven times. I don't know if I've given six thousand three hundred twenty-seven <laughs> times to anything, any organization, no business. Right. Um, I'm I'm like, how much money is that? And and some of the <laughs> some of the uh, uh, like the dollar amounts were like 20 bucks a piece. And I'm like 6,000 times yeah. that tw- that's not suspicious. No one's raising a red flag about that. So well, between like is. 21 and 22, there was an estimated $1.5 million funneled into Democrat candidates through this process, this, this way. And that's a huge red flag. Where's that money coming from one, because it's not coming from some random non-employed person. Uh, there's not, I mean, <laughs> If you can't file that you're not employed and donate 1.5 million, I mean, well, logic. It, you're not going to donate 6,327 times. Okay. Um, if you're unemployed, that too. Uh, I, I mean, at, and at least at $20 a pop, like typically if you have money and you're unemployed, you just donate and get it done. Right. You don't right. just do this little $20 things every <laughs> every i don't know what it is every week these guys were doing this thing um it's pretty wild i mean i was i was reading through there and i'm like wow 
that's uh that's bizarre <laughs> and it also coincided so like one person one non-employed person in Clallam County and one non-employed uh, you know person in in Franklin County would all donate the same time the same amount on the same day so I think they had said something like there were two people on the, on the second day, four people on the seventh day, two people on the eleventh day. It's very indicative of some sort of programming, right? It's not it's not random like you would see donations tend to be. Right. You know that'd be interesting. We we should probably uh, we've had Bill on the show before. Actually, last November um, before the election, we actually had Bill on. Actually, it was in October, I think. Um, we should have Bill on and actually have him. Uh, unpack this last time he was here yeah. and he unpacked whatever he had found last time my brain was like holy crap <laughs> bill you just exploded it um, i'm still very glad that he's the one who's decided to take this on because uh it's way more than i would like to yeah tell me about it um we also have some other things going on still i mean stuff has been happening we're getting closer to election time again uh -huh. oh my gosh i feel like we just got out of election time everybody oh, but yeah we're we're in it again uh some people have started to announce but this year is the local races for everything so we've got school city fire district judges um stuff like that going on the ballot um in yakima we've we've already had uh two people come out and announce for city council so they're both incumbents um in yakima and we've got uh, holly cousins who's in district seven and Patricia Byers in District 3. And both of them have announced, uh, they had a little launch party last week. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, exciting times to see those guys. Holly Cousins has actually been a council. She's been in council almost as long as I've been in Washington State. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, okay. I, I take that back. She's been, this will be her, this will be her third term. So she'll be going on 12 years at the end of this thing. Um, and, uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens and we're going to keep, uh, we're going to try to get all of them on as well. So, uh, Holly, obviously I sit on city council with both of them right now. Um, Holly and Patricia. Um, so I'll, uh, I'm going to reach out and see if we can have one on and the other one on the next time. And, oh, good. Uh, I don't necessarily want to have three of us on a podcast. It starts getting a little closer to that OPMA fund, but um, not. It's it's four just for people watching at home trying to bust them out on something. You got to have right? four, okay? Um, so, anyways, uh, we're gonna we're gonna have them on and get to you know ask them some pointed questions on city why they're running different stuff like that. So if you guys think of stuff that you would like to ask them, reach out to me um, or reach out to us on our email. And uh, shoot us a text and let us know. Uh, let us know what you like to ask him. So Hannah and I will grill him. Dave is coming back too. He's not just yes. disappeared. So no. um, Dave just a busy man. Yeah. So Hannah, you wanted to talk about not oh. focusing on just the elected, right? So wh what is oh, that? Yeah, what yeah. are you talking about? So I I um I go to a lot of county meetings in Congressional District 3 because I want to be involved, I want to be educated, and I want to be a support. And one of the one of the themes I've noticed was they're very, very, how are we going to get school board? How are we going to get mayor? How are we going to get, and that's all good. Those are really great things. 
But it kind of occurred to me that we're also missing out on some of those positions that aren't elected, but they're appointed that hold equal weight as an elected official. I'll give you an example of a planning commissioner, which is um, almost an advisory board, but a planning commissioner can help change some of those laws within their own county to be more constitutional. And that is really, really important. I don't want people to overlook those appointed positions. They hold equal amounts of weight. They are really, really important in supporting good commissioners, good mayors. Um, they're kind of the backbone that kind of help lift them up. So we've seen in the past, if you really dig into politics a lot, that the advisory boards and the appointed boards are flooded with far left people. And then you've got good electeds who go into office and they are bombarded left, right, upside down. I'm sure you get this, Matt, right? From these boards and these appointed places that say, oh, no, 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 right? You can't make that law. You can't do this. You can't do that. Um, it really hinders having a really good elected into office. So we need to do the same, right? Double yeah. strategy here. We need to flood those appointed boards with good people as good advisors to, to good electing. Yeah. And I mean, if you're trying to figure out what those are, I, I just go contact like if you're looking because there's stuff in every level. Right. So like city council, for example, we have a ton of different committees. One of them is our planning commission that's on the city level that goes through zoning and goes and, you know, all of those type of things. Um, then there's uh, school district has uh a ton of different committees that are all appointed as well that are like a parent advisory committee. I actually just found out that the Yakima school district actually has, they're reinstituting a parent advisory committee. I'm going, Hey moms, Hey dads, put your money where your mouth is. Jump on that parent advisory committee. Put some Go. skin in the game. Yeah. yeah. You know, you, you want to have a, you want to have a say in your kid's education, then go do it. Go be yep. a part of this committee. So um, yeah, no, I think that's extremely vital. Um, yeah. And a lot of people don't know where to find those things. And I just tell them, go, like, if you're thinking of it, go to the city, right? And there's a thing call called that. committees. Call yeah. Or call me. Go to, there's a thing called committees. If you go to the school district, shoot them an email and say, hey, are there any committees that I could serve on? And they're going to be like, oh, yes. And I'll tell you this. Because you're a volunteer, oftentimes they're kind of shocked that someone reaches out. So they're like, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's like these five things you can help with. And it's so, interesting because in these smaller counties, like my county, you will find one person or six, seven, eight different advisory boards or different coalitions because there's nobody who wants to take the position or understands what the position is. And so, for example, you get one bad seat in there that's on six different boards. Now they have six different avenues to to create their own agenda. And that's that's a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. Um all right. So shifting gears a little bit, uh, still sticking on elections and different stuff in your neck of the woods, though, in Camus, um, or is oh, that your neck of the woods? Yeah. yeah. So you, there was yeah. a big win. I'm not entirely sure what it was, but it was a huge win. So, uh, you know, let's talk a little bit about the capital gains tax, the income tax that uh, Washington Supreme Court decided, oh, no, the rest of the United States and the federal definition is garbage and we rule the world. And no, it's not an income tax. <laughs> we define the, the words. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, and it just goes to 
reaffirm our suspicions that they are just as corrupt, that they are just as broken as the rest of the system in Washington. And so it kind of leaves you hopeless. I think a lot of us think there's no point in fighting these laws because the court system will will just throw it out anyway. It's a waste of money and time. But we had this amazing win. Actually, I have a um, the picture. It's so awesome. So this group of people in Camas, um, Leslie Llewellyn is on the city council there, and they wanted to increase their taxes again. Um, there was some sort of dispute between Camas and Washougal where they had agreed to do um, joint payments for their fire service, and then one defaulted, or I'm not quite sure exactly how that went, but they said, well, we need this, we need this uh, 2% tax on utility. <laughs> while the citizens are already paying up to 40% in taxes. Insane. And so the people are like, whoa, 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 you already have over a hundred million in assets already. Why are you trying to increase a tax on us again? You have all this back stuff to, to pull from. And um, they said, we want, we want to vote on it. We don't want you to make the decision. We want to make that decision. So for the first time in the history of Camus, they had their very first resolution. And so they took it to Clark County um, and they said, how do we do this? And Clark County gave them all the parameters. They sent it in. Clark County said, good, good, check, check, go for it. You know, they went, they got several hundred more signatures than they needed. They turned it in and they said, mm, we're not going to accept it on a technicality. No. And they didn't accept any of it. And so these people are like, what are you talking about? A technicality. And they're like, well, you didn't, uh, instead of putting it on the sheet of paper, you stapled it to the paper or something like that. And they said, but we have, we had this approved by you. We had it approved by you. This should, this should fly. And um, they, they did not, they threw it out. And so they knew they couldn't take it to Clark County because the corrupt court system there well, that was kind of fun for a second. <laughs> um, so they actually went to the county next to them that held the superior court and won. The judge ruled in the favor of the people. And wow. it was a giant, huge victory for the people. And I really want to really hone in on how big of a deal this is. You literally had a county that tried to suppress the, the voice of the people with a resolution that they passed with their own parameters and they had to take it to the next county in order to get it seen um, rightfully. And they won. That's huge. That's that a huge victory in Washington. So That's yeah, cool. I'm excited about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the other big news, I, I think for Yakima that I don't think a lot of people um, I mean, you might follow if you follow the Yakima County Republican Party at all, but um, is should. that, yeah, is that uh, Charlie Kirk has confirmed to come to Yakima for Lincoln Day. Um, so, if, so if you're listening to this uh, show or, or watching it on video, uh, you, you want to go, I'm going to put this little ticker down below. You want to go get yeah. ticket sales um, are, are live right now. If you want to come see Charlie, what's really cool is Charlie told me they want to get on this podcast and he wants to hang out with us um, as we get closer to the event and chat and, and just hang out. So he we're going to get him on the show. So 
yeah. So I'm, I was pretty pumped. I was like, oh man, just this little tiny little nothing <laughs> podcast. We're going to have Charlie Kirk on here. Nationally syndicated radio guy. Um, no big deal. Um, who's 28 years old, by the way. I think that's the other. Is he that young? Yeah. I, that's the other wild thing. I, I thought. I thought the other day, I was like, man, I'm doing a lot, man. I'm only 34. This is freaking great. You know, and then I was like, you're only 34. (laughs) I'm leaving. I'm done with this podcast. (laughs) I was like, but Charlie Kirk is 28. How is he 28? Oh, I'm turning red Uh, now. You see that? That's terrible. (laughs) It's like Charlie's just a baby. So anyways, Charlie's coming to Yakima and I guess I should tell the dates. It's on August 12th here at the Yakima Convention Center. Get get your tickets. You want to come here, Charlie? Um, you, you'll want to. So, um, all right, Hannah, you, you put a couple different things in our show notes. Well, I was just um, flooding it with anything I could think about. <laughs> you did. Um, I'm going to take this little ticker off of here, though. though You're so also I'm stealing not- one of my... Uh- my candidates from my district too for your Yakima dinner, right? Oh, that's true. Yeah, we are. We're uh, so the master of ceremonies for it is uh, Joe Kent, who's running in CD three again. Joe's yeah. going to come over and hang out in Yakima for the night and and party with us at Lincoln Day. <laughs> so, and we also going to have uh, Kellyanna Brooking. Kellyanna Brooking, man, that's yep. a hard one for me to say. Um, she's the She's part of TP. She's not part of TP USA, but she is a deemed TP USA ambassador by TP USA, TP USA, which is Charlie Kirk's organization. I have no idea what that means, but um, just want <laughs> the you to know. TP USA or the ambassador? The ambassador part. I have, I have no idea. I think idea it's because she's too young to join, right? And so she's oh, kind of like, like an honored, honored member. And then also, uh, Joe Kent just got back from having a. Um, fundraising dinner with don trump jr yeah that's right yeah he was just yeah. well, that was in uh was that in dc it was the night that trump got indicted <laughs> that's right what a what an interesting time uh, <laughs> to be alive um but yes. uh which that leads us to our next piece i guess you you transitioned us we're, we're gonna go into the fun part so trump's indictment you know everyone has has asked uh, a simple thing of me is to give a statement on Trump's indictment. So I'm going to, I'm going to be real with you guys. Um, this is a Democrat uh, attorney general or a, sorry, district attorney who is attacking his political opponent. <laughs> and that's just what it is. Um, and I'm, you know, I have an official statement and I'm just going to read the official statement. This is coming from the party. Uh, So Yakima County Republican Party condemns the politically motivated indictment of former President Trump by the New York City District Attorney for alleged misuse of campaign funds. We reject the political weaponization of labels and government and call on officials to uphold the principles of fairness and justice and the checks and balances that our Constitution requires. We, we stand with the American people in defending our republic and upholding the rule of law. So I'm personally, that's really all I'm going to say about it. Um, it's going to be, there's, you know, every which direction people are going to be going on this. Um, all I have to say is that there's a lot of people that have done a lot of bad things on the Democrat side <laughs> in the last 40 years. 
and yeah. not one of them has been indicted. Um, so, and, and not only Seriously. that, not, not only that <laughs> is former presidents of Democrats, Democrat presidents have done the exact same thing as what is Donald is getting blamed for hush money. Um, and have not been indicted. Yeah. So I just, I just want you guys to, you know, take the stick out of your own eye before you start poking someone else with it. Um, because you got to realize, uh, this is just, this is just not good for our country. Um, so do you think that DeSantis is going to extradite him? If he was smart, he wouldn't, um, you know, if he was smart, he wouldn't. I, personally, I don't I, – looking at some of the law in, in the last couple of days since this whole stuff has been breaking, um, I don't necessarily know if DeSantis can even stop it, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. He can or, put on the show, though. Yeah. Or if you know Trump even wants him to do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, the dynamic there is kind of funny. You got to admit it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's an interesting one. I mean, they're, they're, they themselves, DeSantis and Trump are almost now political foes. Um, they're, you know, lobbying like little petty shots at each other. Um, so anyways, it, it, it becomes an interesting time, but yeah, I just, I don't know what we're going to see. But if you're, if you're thinking right now, like I need to go protest or I need to go, I'm going to tell you right now, keep it peaceful. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's see so, what happens. You know, like calm down, take a breath. <laughs> don't get gaslighted into something. Okay. And I'm going to yes. say it. Don't, yes. don't, don't get gaslighted into something. Take a breath. Um, remain calm, self-govern. <laughs> Speaking it, of DeSantis, it, I'm going to switch yeah. gears here real quick. Speaking of DeSantis, yeah. he just signed in the school choice for Florida which was a huge victory for that. And we're seeing that kind of sweep across the nation. All these states, one after another, after another, are choosing school choice. And it's it's huge. It's actually a big deal. Washington is absolutely opposed to it. They're still opposed to charter schools. And <laughs> I mean, I, I don't understand where they're getting this from. Um, I don't understand how they can be opposed to this. We see our local school has had three gun threat lockdowns in the past like two three weeks we just mm -hmm. can't seem to stop um and there's nowhere else to take your kids nowhere else and school choice would would help prevent that you know it's interesting because the school choice thing I, I have like mixed feelings not necessarily yeah. I, I i like i like the idea of of school choice um the mixed feeling that i have about it is that government having some sort of say in homeschooling. Oh, there's a different issue. Yeah. And issue. Doesn't have to follow that. Right. And that's, but that's where a lot of these bills have started to like, yeah. if you're going to get funding for your kid, blah, 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 blah. You know, now it's starting to go into that slippery slope of telling parents again, how to homeschool their kids. I think it has to be a bill in which you can choose to accept that money. Right. Uh, you can choose to take that money and use it elsewhere or you can choose not to accept the money at all and still doing what you're doing, which is pay private tuition out of your own pocket or pay for homeschooling out of your own pocket, which is actually better 
because those with means to do that will be leaving more money in the school choice program for those who don't, which would create better opportunities for lower income and minority families to be able to find better education to pull themselves out of that. So if you yeah. if you were to create it correctly, it, it would be phenomenal. It's, you know, I, I heard someone say this the other day. I, I can't remember what show it was on. It might've been a podcast where they were talking about uh, calling it educational choice versus school choice oh, yeah. um, and actually giving um, people uh, like property owners, whatever um, tax breaks on their, on their property taxes based on if their children were in public school or not. Right. And so it, it wouldn't be tied to, um, um, yeah, there's, it's, it's an, it, so, you know, I don't know how much money. So like, I want to say it's like 60% of Yakima property taxes go to our schools here. Um, yeah. okay. right. So if, if my kids aren't in public school, I should be able to take in opt out of the 60% of my property tax. Right. And, and say, no, I'm not going to help fund public school because my kids aren't in public school. Um, then that and, also leaves that for anybody who doesn't have children and grandparents that put the entire burden on schools onto only families or children. I'm not into socialist programs, but I'm just trying to devil's advocate this. <laughs> no, I know. That's what I said. I, I don't think there's a, I, like, I, it was interesting because we've actually had Jim Walsh on because he brought up a school choice bill that he wrote, right? And he, and he actually said the homeschoolers were up in arms with him about it. Um, yeah. And yeah, and rightfully so. And rightfully yeah. so. Yeah, they were and and still are. But in, in, absolutely. But I just think it's uh, it's an interesting one. I'm excited, though, that other states are having this conversation because I do think our educate our education system in America is broken. <laughs> and, well, it's outdated. It's severely yeah. outdated. And how it's funded, how it's held accountable. Um, you know, I would love to not have to send my kids into a private school uh, opportunity because I do think being in public school has some advantages, but there's also certain things in public school that I have no control over, like what they're actually being taught or different things that I have really big issues about. Um, and so, yeah, that's where and I'm I like, have and will never step foot in a public school. Right. And that's where I just think though, like someone who went through the public school system myself, uh, I was like, when I, when I got out of actually public school and started doing like online school and different stuff, I was, I worked at such a faster pace, um, than I did in classes. And it, and it struck me as like, this kind of drives me crazy. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, I could have been so much further along in life, uh, yeah. had I been able to work at any of my own pace. Um, because if I wanted to be motivated, I didn't have to wait on the four kids who are messing around in class who didn't care about stuff. <laughs> You know, um, who are distracting everyone in the class. And I'm just saying, I'm like, dude, I just want to get this stuff done so I can move on. Right. Yeah. Um, anyways, I, I, I do think, um, you know, we I, have I school think this way at this point, if you were only to educate your child once a week, you one-on-one -on -one, four hours, once a week, they would probably come out with the same level of education out of a public school system. But they would come out emotionally stable. 
they would come out as a productive citizen. They would understand life. They would know how to cook. They would know how to take care of themselves. They would understand the daily things in life that are not taught anymore. I mean, you could teach them taxes. They would understand how to interact with adults. In my personal opinion, if you took your child out of school and spent only one day a week with them, they would be equally educated, but far, far more advanced in emotional security, less depression, less bullying, understanding how life works, and all the things that you have. A t have you ever seen the video where they take a can opener to a college-age student and ask them to open a can? And they can't. <laughs> have you seen it? No. They don't know how to use a can opener. Um, or, you know, ask them to do their taxes. Ask them to balance a checkbook. Ask them to open a bank account. They have no clue. None. God. And so what are we teaching these kids that by the time they come out of high school, they actually have no experience to be able to live a normal life. But by golly, they can tell you there's 237 genders and uh, they can tell you that because you're white, you're automatically racist. And they can tell you, um, you know, all of this nonsense that isn't even based in reality. And right. so I, I have a big issue with public school systems. There's no, no, there's no reason for them anymore. None. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the crazy thing is too, for, I mean, as I think about it on my, when I put my kids in um, private school, <clears throat> the first week that they were in private school, it, it was like a complete shift in what they had come home with, like actual learning. Right. I, and I was like blown away. <laughs> I like, I told my wife, I'm like, they learned more in one week than I heard from my son an entire year. <laughs> like, nice. like, I mean, I was like, holy crap. Like he came yeah. home and he's spouting off this, he's doing that. And blah, 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 blah. He's doing this. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. Um, you know, and I, and I just feel like there should be more families that have opportunities to do things yes. like that. Um, yes. You know, so it's going to be interesting to see where that goes. You know, if Washington will ever cave, I, I think it's going to take one Democrat state to actually do this. And I and thought there was one that have, did it already. Is there? I don't I mean, know how there many. I, there's been a lot of states. I'm going to Google a case. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't sure know what if... we would do without Google. <laughs> We'd have a lot more time in our life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have Arizona, Kansas, Michigan, Mississippi, Missouri, Colorado. Expansion of charter schools is Kentucky and Missouri. Um, savings education accounts and scholarship programs, which are a little bit different, but it's kind of the same process, is Arizona, Georgia, Louisiana, Ohio, Oklahoma, Pennsylvania, South Dakota, and Tennessee. So I, I'm having a hard time understanding with all these states realizing that this is the way that we need to go for the future, how anything on the West Coast isn't catching on. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Well, we're just a little slower over here, maybe. Maybe that's it. We're just a little slow. We Eventually are we'll regressive, Matt. <laughs> that's the word. <laughs> regressive. Regressive, yes. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. absolutely. All right, well, I, th I think we've... Pretty, I mean, guys, we, there's been a lot that's gone on, and I think we've tried to cover a lot in the 40 minutes. I know Hannah actually has to go do a whole bunch of more things. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, it's good being back. We're going to have Dave back on. We have a new platform now that's working much better. 
Yes, um, that I was like our that was our problem last time was our platform was giving us fits. Um, so sorry that it's been a little bit, but we're back. We're going to be back. Uh, we won't be back next week, though. We'll be back the following week. Every other week, we'll be back with an episode. Um, and we're, we're rocking and rolling. Um, I do want to give you guys a couple things, though, before we leave. Um, since it's been so long, you can find us on the web at PerspectiveCast.com. Make sure you go check us out. Every now and then we get a blog article up there. Um, our team is working right now. We've we just been freshening up some stuff, trying to bring our team back together and different things. We've had a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, but PerspectiveCast.com. And then how to support the show. Um, so if you go to Patreon.com slash Accurate Perspective, you can support the show. $5 a month helps us stay on air. I know folks are saying, dude, I've been supporting the show and you've been gone. I'm like, I know. I'm sorry. I've been telling you guys I'm sorry. We're trying. Um, but uh, we're back. So patreon.com slash accurate perspective. $5 a month helps us uh, get those articles written, get the other things going forward. Um, our team is really working hard. We've got guys that are literally doing like public records requests all the time and trying to, you know, get information out to the public. So um i think that's it but you can follow us on all the socials twitter facebook instagram um we try to stay on all of that uh all the time if you're not seeing our content it's probably because we've been shadow banned so go check us out somewhere try to find us uh and share this podcast with friends and family and different stuff if you like what you're hearing and information we will be back in a couple weeks uh hannah do you got anything else to say I was just going to say, you know who hasn't, who's, whose shadow ban has just been lifted? Who? Glenn Morgan. Oh, Glenn. For only a little bit, I bet you. But um, for right <laughs> now, his, his ban has been slightly lifted and he's been able to be seen at, at a big rate, which he hasn't been before. So if you have a chance, hop over there, see his work, what he's doing, uh, support him. And then are you in the questions? Oh, yeah. Okay, sweet. I'm going to start that off. I'm going to start that off then. (laughs) If I go to Yakima, Matt, where can I go get a good cup of coffee and my car engine oil? Yeah, we do have sponsors, Hannah. So thank you. (laughs) Um, Our sponsors, uh, Mac Daddy's Coffee, Mac Daddy Coffee Roasters, which they are, they just opened up their new shop. It's right up here on 40th and Summit View. Um, I'm saying right up here because it's right up here from my house. Um, (laughs) Anyways, 40th and Summit View. And a uh, new coffee shop, uh, Mac Daddy's Coffee Roasters. Uh, the other one is Jeff Baker over at Baker's Auto. Uh, if you got a car problem, uh, I just talked to someone yesterday who I helped who had a car problem, and I sent them to Baker's. So literally, Baker's Auto, they are the auto repair in Yakima. They do a really great job. Tell Jeff, Matt sent you. Um, I don't, it won't help you on a cost if your car is broken. I sent you but... too. You did what? I sent them there too. I just feel a bit like tell oh, Matt and Hannah sent them there. That's true. Yeah. Sent both of us. It, you might actually get somewhere if you tell them that Hannah sent you. <laughs> um, <laughs> you said to Matt, Jeff's like, oh God, all right, Matt, whatever. Um, but uh, anyways, those are our show sponsors and thank you guys. Oh, and then there's Center for Self-Governance. They are the political leadership training courses. Uh, they are actually, we're going to have a, a class here in Yakima 
Uh, let's see if I can remember the date. I just booked oh, it. Well, while you find that, they're also hosting a bottom line civics class in Vancouver, Washington on April 7th from noon to four. And you can go buy tickets for that as well at AmericanPeopleVoices.com and the event section. So CSG is going to have classes April 12th, block one in Yakima at the Yakima GOP's office. So just get in touch with me and I'll give you the info. Um, but yep. So anyways, guys, that's all I got right now. Again, we're going to be back in a couple weeks and it was good to see you. It's been far too long. We got to do this again much sooner. So thank you guys. And we will see you soon. Bye.